You're listening to Be You with Jackie Moore. Hey y'all, welcome back. As you may have noticed, we did not put out a podcast yesterday on Labor Day. We decided to take a break from it as well. So hopefully um, you were able to make it through. I know my grandparents came up and they said that they turned it on and started listening and then halfway through they realized, wow, this sounds really familiar. I think we're listening to Friday's episode. And they were. So if you happen to listen to the faithfulness episode twice, episode 20, then sorry about that. Um, I'll try to do a better job in the future of letting you know when I plan on taking off a day. It was honestly a game time decision. If I'm completely honest, Saturday happened and college football returned. And that is like one of the big components of my heart. And so basically Brandon and I sat on our couch and watched college football all day. We got up in order to go to a college football game and then came back and sat on our couch and watched football again. So if you don't love football or don't care about football, then don't worry. I'm not going to talk about football anymore. We're going to go ahead and jump into eight of nine on the fruit of the spirit. We're going to talk about gentleness today. And this one was kind of a difficult one for me, if I'm being honest. Um, Some of you that know me really well or know me in certain maybe areas or situations may say, well, maybe that was difficult for you because you're not always gentle. Um, I do think that this is something that the Lord is is growing me in. And um, it doesn't come, it's not one of maybe the, the fruit that comes more naturally to me. This is for sure the Holy Spirit in me. But um, I went for a run and, and Brandon and I kind of talked about it. And I feel like after praying and, and doing these things, I have a, an okay idea or a grasp on what it might mean for us to have this fruit flourish in our lives and to not have shriveled up fruits of gentleness, but to actually have a vibrant fruit called gentleness. And so I think a lot of times when I, or what I do a lot of times whenever I don't understand a word is I try to define the opposite. So if I'm having trouble defining the actual meaning of it, I think, okay, well, what would the opposite of this be? And I think the opposite of gentle would be harsh, right? If you think about, we have friends that, and I'm sure other people do this as well, but um, they, you know, you tell a toddler or um, a, a young child to be gentle when they're around an infant or to be gentle whenever they could touch something that might break. Well, the, what they're not wanting them to do is to be harsh or to be violent, right? To, they don't want them to hurt that person or to break that thing. And so I think that um, with that understanding that the opposite of gentleness is harsh, then that can help us dive into this a little deeper. A couple of misconceptions about gentle or gentleness might be that it's not just a state for women or kindergarten teachers, right? Though I think that kindergarten teachers have to be very gentle with their tone. Um, and I, more power to you because I struggle with that. And it's not just a state um, that's temporary, right? Like when you're holding an infant, you you have to be very gentle. Or I feel like if I'm holding an infant, I'm a nervous wreck. Like, am I going to break them? What am I going to do? So it's not just a in those moments thing. But I think that that gentleness is more than that. I think gentleness is a heart 
issue. And it's us in our heart, not wanting to be harsh, not wanting to be violent, not wanting to be hateful, to maybe want to um, rebuke someone, but in a gentle way, right? I think to, to rebuke or to correct or to teach out of harshness would be to, you know, be sarcastic or to, to be rude or to almost make fun of that person for not knowing something, but to teach, to rebuke gently is to have a pure motive and a pure heart and have what's best for that person in mind and think about their thoughts and their feelings and how they um, would respond to that. And so I think we see Jesus doing this and really letting us know he is this in Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Jesus says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is one of my all-time favorite passages in the Bible, um, specifically for that last verse, 30. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. So I want to talk about that um, for just a minute. What I think that that verse there is saying is that Yes, Jesus is our master and he becomes the Lord of our life once we give him our lives, but he is unlike any master on earth. He is unlike anyone that or any deity or any um, king or, or master that you could ever imagine, even the best earthly one that you could picture. Jesus is unlike that because the yoke that he places on us is easy. It's not a yoke of of harshness or of hard labor, but it is light. I think that um, I think of this verse often when I'm feeling anxious or overwhelmed and feeling like I have to do all of these things to be a certain way. For Jesus to be happy with me, for other people to be happy with me, I have to do or be a certain way. But here, Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. All he has called us to do is to love him and to love others through him. And so I think that when we can really take this as it is and remind ourselves in those situations where we are stressed out and we're feeling like we're maybe not measuring up or we're comparing ourselves to just remind ourselves that Jesus is our master, not our other person that we're trying to please or or not the circumstance that we're in, that's not our master, but Jesus is. And his burden is easy and his yoke is light. Um, So to go kind of backwards to verse 29, where he, he calls himself gentle. I'm going to read that verse again. It says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest in your souls. And so we see here Jesus saying, I am gentle and humble in heart. And I love that he's like paired gentleness and humbleness together, right? Because I don't think that you can be prideful and gentle. I think it's really hard. I think a lot of times whenever um, someone is being harsh or angry, their pride is all wrapped up in that, right? They, they for whatever reason, um, are just so consumed and I think thinking about themselves. But I think whenever um, the, we are gentle and humble, we aren't just thinking about ourselves. 
And so in our humility, when we're not thinking about ourselves, we're thinking about the other person, then we're able to be gentle. Because if I'm only thinking about myself, let's say that, um, for example, let's say that I am needing to have a deadline at work and I am needing to submit or send an email by 3 p.m. And I'm thinking about myself and how I've got to send this email or my boss is going to be mad at me or fill in the blank. And I'm just thinking about myself only. And then I'm waiting. I can't send the email because I'm waiting on my coworker to get that information to me. Well, I think a, a prideful and a harsh heart would be like, emailing that coworker like, hey, I've got to send this email at three. Like, are you working on it? And thinking, you know, maybe even being rude to them and being sarcastic to them. Like, are you even doing anything about this? Is this too much for you? Do you even care? Right, that is harshness and that is pride because I'm focused on me and myself. But when I focus on the other person out of humility, then I may think, okay, maybe they've got something going on. Maybe I could go see if I could help them. Maybe they're stuck. On something, And so I could approach the situation much more gently and from a totally different viewpoint. Um, and I think that that's where we see Jesus coming from, that he doesn't expect us to know everything. I can sometimes as a teacher, um, to just be honest, whenever I'm teaching students, sometimes if they don't understand something, I'm not always gentle. Maybe I don't say the words out loud, but in my heart, Um, Or in my mind, I'm like, oh, come on. Why do you not know this already? Why am I having to reteach this to you? And my focus there is on me, on the time that I'm having to give up to do that, on the, the energy that I'm having to put out. But if I switch that and I humble myself and I am just wanting what's best for them and I'm wanting them to understand it and I'm wanting them to learn, then I can approach it much more gently and I cannot expect and have these really high expectations of them and then get frustrated when they don't meet them and mad and harsh, but I can be gentle. And we see Jesus do this over and over again when he forgives us and when he is so good with his grace and mercy um, that are new each morning to just teach us like, I'm not mad at you. Like Jesus never, whenever we come to Jesus confessing a sin, whenever we come to him and say, hey, I know that, that I just sinned in this way yesterday and I'm coming to you again and I'm sorry, he he never responds in pride and with harshness. He says, I am gentle and humble in heart. Your soul will find rest here. And that is how, because he's never going to respond to us with a, you should have done better. I knew you were going to fail. This is too much for you, right? That's not what he does. And so in that, we're able to rest and we can just release. So I hope that... um that in this moment that you can maybe just like take a deep breath and breathe out and know that Jesus is gentle and he is humble and pray that we can grow that fruit, that that fruit in our lives can flourish and that people can see us being gentle and us becoming more like Jesus so that we can point others back to him because pointing other people back to Jesus is being who we were created to be. 